in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM. 1400. You can hear us everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app, no matter where you are in the entire world. And whether or not it's 3 to 6 here uh, live on ESPN Asheville or whether, you know, you need to listen to us on your own time. We got the, all of the podcasts posted up, each and every show documented there on the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to uh, follow the Sportsocracy on the app. As well as, of course, joining us live and uh, following us on YouTube as well, thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get into the chat with us each and every afternoon. Plus, you know, whenever we do all the extra content, we do live performances and, and, and you know performances well, you know, I, I don't I mean. think they're live performances i don't want to see you do ballet by any stretch I, of the I perform imagination each and every day right here on this here program and uh you know it's, a, it's i don't know why that sounds so weird but it's i don't like when you say it that way i don't like it <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter it is a friday we welcome everybody into the program with us and uh we are in the ingles studio as always Sportsocracy brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings, as well as our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Don't forget that you can still get that deal on your trade-in. They will give you a 250 additional dollars on your trade just for taking your car to 629 Brevard Road and tell them that you are also members of the Sportsocracy family because they are and they want to make you part of theirs. So they give you 250 extra dollars just for saying you heard it here with us all right on today's three-hour journey we're gonna have another daily draft at the top of the third hour and uh i just gotta say i mean you know took a little lump on the throwbacks draft from two yeah, days and ago I and i still i, I still maintain you, you didn't win that what, mine, mine were much more oh you won it don't get me wrong I, I, say, trust me, I, I mean it was a landslide yeah i i saw it just like you did but <laughs> i'm still you know in my head i'm taking that one as a win oh of course you do because i got everybody i wanted and we know jeremy's never wrong and but today's daily draft which will be at the start of the five o'clock hour will be nba building blocks what players would you actually build a team in the nba with and I know that sounds like a weird topic, and it kind of is, but there's a specific reason, and we'll tell you what, why later in this show. Right. We're going to talk about uh, Kevin Durant and the, uh, the, 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 the lack of buzz around a trade partner for the Brooklyn Nets. For Kevin Durant, you would think of a top three player in the NBA goes on the market. There's going to be this feeding frenzy, but not so much in this case, or at least, at least not yet anyway. We are going to continue with our pre-training camp previews. We're doing each and every team in the NFL by the time training camps start. And we're trying to catch up because, well, we, we had a couple days that things happened. 
Today was not one of those days. It was not. So it's a great time for us to catch up. We got the Cowboys, we got the Steelers, the Saints, and the Colts. Correct. All to do today. Correct. So we will be previewing each of those teams, going over their off seasons, what their prospects look like for the upcoming year. Of course, we will continue to have all of your favorite segments here in the sportsocracy. See, I didn't forget the word today. There you go. Uh, just a bit outside. Weird news. Your brand new one, uh, crimes. And unfortunately, we're still in the middle of the dog days of summer, so no gambling picks for you. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I found a guy. Oh. Got a baseball guy. Oh, did you? Okay. And no, it's not Caleb Pig. I love Caleb, I and, would... his, and his baseball knowledge is vast. His gambling knowledge, not as much. So I, I found a guy. I was gonna say, if you need, uh, you know, if you need storylines, you need uh, what's going on in baseball right now. Caleb's your guy. Not so sure about the the gambling aspect of the sport, but that's neither here nor there. We'll have some Baker Mayfield talk coming up as well later on in the program. Again, happy Friday! Thanks for everybody being with us today. Question of the day: Twelve Bones Smokehouse. And brewery question of the day today we're going to have our uh, drawing as well for our uh, weekly winner of the 12 bones prize pack what is the question of the day who is the most attractive non-sec or big 10 school for conference realignment mm -hmm. we've gotten so far a lot of notre dame and i don't agree with you and there's a very specific reason why we'll touch on that later in the show okay so but right. get your answers in this one is youtube exclusive we didn't put it on Facebook. Fridays are going to be kind of YouTube-centric okay? in terms of the back and forth. Because we want you to get involved in the show. Calls are a little difficult when it's just the two of us. And so the YouTube stream is the best way to get your voice heard the quickest. There you go. Thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. It's very easy to follow it through to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. And if you take the notion, you could also join the House of Reprehensibles. Just a nominal fee every month. You get the cool little beer mug next to your name. And there are going to be some uh, so, some growing um, extra content for you to be enjoying starting next week. Reprehensible Take starts next week. And our goal is we're going to add things to that every single week all the way up into the football season. Indeed. All right, so let's uh let let's let's get the show started here, if you will. Where uh, where are we beginning? Kevin Durant? The Kevin Durant thing's blowing my mind. Are you shocked because nobody's jumping all over the chance? No, to get I'm it? shocked at how stupid people are and how they're reporting this. Okay. Half the league has made an offer. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the Nets are dumbfounded that that there hasn't been the the bidding war is the word that came out of Brooklyn. That's dumb. You got half the teams in the league making aggressive offers. Mm -hmm. Here's what you're not going to get. You're not going to get a team that's going to do something stupid like Minnesota did. Minnesota did a dumb thing. They gave up five first-round picks. Yep. One who was already a player and then four extra players. That's nine elements to a team that you gave up for a center that can't play offense. His average shot distance last year was less than three feet. Uh -huh. He is personally two and a half feet. That should tell you everything you need to know. But he's really darn good within that three-foot circle. And, he, and that's fine. But now teams like Brooklyn that have these assets, 
you've screwed up the market. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Minnesota did. So now you're going to have to wrap your head around, yeah, that was one team. And, and asking them for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and those same four first-round draft picks, that was never happening. No. And I'm going to go a step further. I wouldn't have given you either one of those guys straight up for Kevin Durant. Really? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't. Look at Kevin Durant on the whole. Take away the years with Steph Curry. He's a loser. He's a loser, and he's an annoying loser. I mean, that's he's that's a, one way to put and, it. And I'll go one step further. He's a loser with a loud with a loud mouth uh-huh. that seems to have a very bad habit of blowing up teams. That Oklahoma City team that he started his career with. You had James Harden. You had him, Serge Ibaka, Russell Westbrook. Really talented core, right? Mm-hmm. Blew it up in four years. Okay, so then he goes to Golden State. Now that, that was just humming along for a couple years. Blew it up. By the end of it, they hated him. Brooklyn. He was there for two years, one of which he didn't play, and everything was hunky-dunky. Mm-hmm. By the third year, it's chaos. I'm good. But is it his fault? Absolutely, it's his happen. fault. Absolutely. I'm not a big believer in coincidence. Uh-huh. And so... So, common I, I, denominator. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, a piece of uh, or an example with me. I have been divorced a couple times. Uh-huh. HWA, not the, not the first wife. The fact that she is just a super understanding, wonderful woman. If something happened and there was no more HWA in this relationship, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you think? He screwed it. What'd you again. do wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you did something. You surely did something because it it surely wasn't her. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with Kevin Durant. Okay. This will now be your fourth marriage. Wherever you go, and he is going to go somewhere because he's not going back to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. These conspiracy theories of, oh, is, maybe they'll just mend fences. No, they won't. No, they won't. They are very out on him. But they want the moon because they want to unwind what might be the worst trade since the last time they blew up a team to to get all the old Boston mm-hmm. Celtics? Yeah, the Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant acquisition didn't work. No. It's a horrid, historic failure, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to fix that. Look, I've never been a big Kevin Durant fan, so I'm not I'm not the fanboy that's going to sit back here and say, "Oh, well, Kevin Durant is just a victim of circumstance." But I mean. I mean, you think about all those stops that he made in Oklahoma City. You you already mentioned all the great cast of characters that was around him. Well, I, I mean, they weren't winning anything. No, they, he's made it to – in his career, he's made it to three finals. Mm-hmm. How many times was he the best player on that roster? Never. Once. I'll give you – it was never. He was the best player on the Oklahoma City no, roster. No, he wasn't. Who was? No, he wasn't. If you go back and look at what happened when he wasn't on the floor and what happened when Russ wasn't on the floor, that's when Russ was still the guy that people wanted to play him off to be. Uh-huh. Because he was the he was the straw that stirred the drink. Because they had two very good out shoot, outside shooters in Harden and Durant, and they had a third that could do it in Ibaka. I'm not going to tell you he wasn't the most talented player on the team. He wasn't the most important Maybe I phrased that poorly. Okay. He wasn't the most important player on that team. I was going to say, see, he was damn sure the best team, best guy on that team. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and we then, could go down a rabbit <laughs> hole with that, and I don't well, think I'm you're sure, going to like I, how it goes. I'm sure you get all analytical, and t- but 
He's a great the, scorer. He's yeah. great on one side of the floor. Mm-hmm. You know who we say that same thing about? Who's that? James Harden. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're very similar. They are. And that's why it didn't work in Brooklyn. But that's what I was going to say was Oklahoma City. They were all together. And, you know, they were young. And they weren't winning anything. And then Kevin Durant saw his opportunity to Golden go, go to Golden State. He went to Golden State, won a couple of titles. And then it was, I want to be the guy. That was the whole reason he left. It's because he wanted to be the guy. So he goes to Brooklyn to be the guy. And then I don't know if it was his doing, which, I mean, if you believe what Kyrie Irving says. Of which you shouldn't. He thinks the earth is flat. Then it was, I mean, just the way he was talking after the season, well, me and Kevin built this team and we're going to carry us into the future and we're going to do all of this. No, you're going to crash them into the rocks just like you have uh, in the past. Yeah, absolutely. But is that Kevin Durant's fault? I'm not saying he didn't play a part in it, but I see the Brooklyn thing. I hang this on Ky- on Kyrie more than anybody. Who and whose idea was the Kyrie Irving thing? Sure, it's Kevin Durant. Sure, that's the only way I'm doing this. If you bring my buddy with me, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pass. And the rest of the league is basically doing the same thing, right? And I fully believe there's a reason for that. I'll tell you what that is after the break. Right here on ESPN Asheville, you are in the Sportsocracy. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. It's the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. I'm Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green alongside here in the Ingalls studio on this Friday edition of the Sportsocracy. Talking about Kevin Durant and the lack of a bidding war, which the Brooklyn Nets were fully prepared. I guess they were just thinking that this was going to be like auction block. It was well, be they like- thought that teams were just going to jump uh, head first into this to give up their best two players to get Kevin Durant. That's not how this league works. Mm-hmm. You're at a point now where having that one guy, that's all well and good. What do you have around him? And all of these guys feel the same way. So I'll take the offer that we know. We know that the Nets asked Minnesota for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four ones. Laughable. Four ones, we can talk. Mm-hmm. Carl Anthony Towns. We could talk. Probably not going to do it, but we could talk. Why would I trade you Anthony Edwards? Why would I trade you a cheap guy that I have under control for five years? Mm-hmm. The city loves him, and he has limitless potential. Yep. Why would I give you that? That doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't. And, and and so that's what the Nets are looking for. That's why you're you're losing your mind. You thought Portland would? Well, we'll give you Damian Lillard. 
why would I do that? Why would I do that? Now you're now I'm in exactly the same position I was before. I have one star and a bunch of dudes around him. Mm-hmm. What you know me the last time that that won a title in this league? Dirk Nowitzki. There you go. And even the dudes around him, that was more a chemistry and a cohesion thing than it was anything. Mm-hmm. Lots of experience on that team. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, it was you know it was the name you're expecting. What you know? What if a team ever did this with LeBron James? If LeBron James was ever available via trade, what would people have given up for him? And I think that's where Brooklyn's at. And historically, we've seen these deals. Shaq was traded. Mm-hmm. There have been a slew of guys traded. Here's what you're going to get. You'll get the third best player on a team. You probably get the fourth best player on a team. And you'll get a slew of draft picks. Mm-hmm. You might get lucky and get there too. You're not doing any better than that. Right. So Phoenix, they were never coming off Devin Booker. That day was never happening. You can hang that up. It was never happening. No. It's DeAndre Ayton, it's Mikael Bridges, and draft picks that will be in the 20s. Maybe you get lucky and the team falls apart and you catch one lottery pick at the back end of it. Which to me seems like the best deal they're going to get. If that's going to be offered. I can't tell you that that's true because Miami is always lingering out there. There are other teams lingering out there. But then you get into the real problem. Miami could give them what they want. You could center a trade around Bam Adebayo, around Tyler Hero, and the, the slew of pieces there that would keep Brooklyn competitive. Problem is, Kevin Durant came out and said, I'm not playing for this team without Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Okay, that made that difficult. And as soon as you say that, I, I so we're going to start this with a demand. That would be like you going up to somebody at a bar going, we can talk, but I'm going to need you to part your hair a specific way. How fast would you get a drink thrown in your face? <laughs> and that's what's happening. Yeah, but it's not. He I has mean, a condition on everything. And at the end of the day, you've got to look at yourself and go, how many players in NBA history have we seen that were really, really good, but they were not conducive to winning? Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant. We've always looked at him as the outlier. I think that's an error in judgment. I look at them very similarly. You're different. I think Kevin Durant's the most talented of the three. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's the one I would want the most. None of you can defend a desk lamp. And you worked as a tandem when they were all together and they were all young and they didn't have power. But notice, the more power all three of them have gotten, the more of a headache they've become. Of course. The LA Lakers would give you Russell Westbrook right now for four coffee cups and and, and a really substantial bag of coffee beans. Mm -hmm. Why is that? It's not because he's not talented. Nobody's ever disputed that he's talented. He's not conducive to winning. Right. You look at who wins in this league right now. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm -hmm. 90% of you listening to the sound of my voice right now do not know what the sound of his voice sounds like. I think Luka Doncic will win titles in this league. Okay. There are are a slew of other young guys that I think can win titles in this league. Mm -hmm. Kelvin Joyner in our YouTube comments just said something that I, I had never thought of it this way, but it's a good point. Am I crazy, or is KD Carmelo Anthony with a better PR team? I don't know that you're wrong. That sounds insane when you read it, it but does. I don't know that you're wrong. I don't know that you're wrong. And if you look at – all right, that's that's even a good example. Huh. The New York Knicks were desperate, mm-hmm. desperate when they traded for Carmelo Anthony. They gutted that team. What they ever put around him? Nothing. Best player he ever played with was Amari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So why would I do it? But I think that's what Kevin Durant's looking at. Well, we know Kevin Durant can win championships when he's surrounded by talent. He did it in Golden State. And that's what he's looking for. He doesn't want to... See, I I heard all of the, oh, Portland should make this deal. Well, why would Kevin Durant want that? Because he ends up in the same scenario. He goes to Portland where his number two is Yusuf Nurkic. Yay! That'd be so great. And you're in Portland. Right. Why would he want to do that? Just look at the last, uh, God, you go all the way back to the early 2000s. You take away that one bubble year where LeBron and AD got to take a, a little nap for about three months in the middle of it. Other than that, it's all homegrown talent. Golden State Warriors, what they just won a title with. Yep. All homegrown talent. Who's the biggest free agent acquisition on that team? Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Who was the nine? Milwaukee last year. Chris Middleton technically, but he'd been in the league for an hour Drew when you got Holiday. him. And he's what the three. Mm-hmm. It's one thing when you're one. It's one thing for your three to be a guy that you went out and got, and you're paying legitimate money to. It's homegrown talent. That's what wins in this league. And I, I, I'm really not trying to say. Case in point, Zion Williamson. If you're New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I got railed for saying that they should that they should have signed him to a max deal. Mm-hmm. Then they did, and I went, yeah, good. That's exactly what you should have done. Got railed for that. Mm-hmm. What else were you going to do? What else were you going to do? Trade him and pray that you got somebody's three and a bunch of draft picks that might come to fruition eight years from now? Mm-hmm. No. You won the lottery. You got a high-end, talented player that's young, team-controlled, not crazy expensive because he's still on a rookie max deal it's exactly what you do i I heard somebody debating should they trade zion williamson for kevin durant hell no i would hang that phone up and then call you back just to hang it up again (laughs) yeah you you still have all the hopes for zion and no but you're missing the you're missing the point on that it's not that i have the hope it's that i've seen him do it if he's healthy, I'm hunky dunky. Mm-hmm. If he's not, none of it matters because I'll get ten cents on the dollar anyway. Because the minute that I open up to, yeah, I would trade him. First question somebody's going to ask, why? Mm-hmm. Because every team in the league would be interested. Why are you trading him? He's been in your building. What do you know that we don't? Right. And I think it's exactly what's happening with Brooklyn right now. They're looking around at the three teams that he's played on. He's blown them all to smithereens. He's been in your room for three years. He's, without a doubt, the best player that's going to play on this team. There is nobody in the NBA. He's a, To me, he's a top three to five player in the league. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. You wind up with a guy that's 30. Why are you so? Why are you in such a hurry to do this? Why are you coming out now saying the bidding war hasn't been there? Mm-hmm. You've gotten offers. So what is it that you want? You want to fix the mistake because you went – Big game hunting and got Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and now you need to fix that because you're afraid you're going to look like morons. Yep. Same way you did when you traded for 87-year-old Kevin Garnett and 94-year-old Paul Pierce. Right. Brooklyn made the mistake, and they're trying to fix it. Smart you can't teams, blame them for that. Smart teams say in the NBA, this is almost infallible, and it ties into something we're going to talk about later in the show, too. In the NBA, smart teams say stay smart. Dumb teams stay dumb. 
it virtually never changes. And there's almost nothing you can do to change it. You ever notice that the five teams picked at the top of the lottery every single year are almost always the same teams? What changes it? One historically good move. Think Giannis Antetokounmpo with the with the Bucks, mm-hmm. and that took time. Mm-hmm. And then you put everything around them. You completely overhaul the front office, and you get people that make smart decisions. You know what's not going to happen? That's not going to happen with the Brooklyn Nets. So the reason I've been Seacrest out on this since the minute they did it, and I think it will go down as a historic boo boo kitty in the history of the in the history of the NBA, and just another one in the uh, history of the Brooklyn Nets franchise. Uh, are they as bad as the Cleveland Browns in that regard? The Nets? Yeah. I I would say the Nets are probably a top three most inept franchise in sports. Not in the NBA. Mm-hmm. In sports. In all of sports. I mean, you could go back 40 years. What have you ever done right? You had one Jason Kidd team where you absolutely eviscerated the Minnesota Timberwolves and a couple other teams in a four-team trade, and you wound up with Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Because somebody wanted Stephon Marbury. Other than that, what have you ever been? You are the one place that John Calipari, who I think we all know is a pretty smart guy, you're the one team that ever gave him a chance and you blew his career into the middle of the ocean. Yeah, they're, they're a dumpster fire. And the fact this ended this way, and the fact that it's come out this way, doesn't surprise me in the least. Coming up later on in the program, Jeremy and I will talk about How do you build a winner in the NBA? And that'll be the daily draft at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. We will draft our best NBA building blocks. I get first pick because I won yesterday. We'll be right back. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Time to get just a bit outside. What you got, Jeremy? Uh, This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. The American Century Championship, which is a celebrity golf tournament that's held in Tahoe every year. And you get a slew of athletes that are really good golfers. And then you get one that's Charles Barkley. That doesn't really fit into that first category, I said. (laughs) And there's been a bit of a betting anomaly with him over the last few days that's caught some people by surprise. There are 75 players in this tournament. Okay, Charles is probably not one of the five best golfers in any room in the world. And yet, he started as a plus 500 dog to finish in the top 70. By the time of tee-off today, he had gotten to plus 260. That's a lot of line movement, not necessarily on a prop like this, because this is one of those that people will bet on just solely because like five people could be abducted by space aliens and I win right? or have to withdraw or whatever the case may be. Well, they asked 
another player in this event. What he thought of that? Steph Curry. They asked him in a press conference if he thought Chuck would finish in the top 70. His answer, no. Hell no. Clip that, send it to him. Let him play it on every tee box. There's no way he's doing it. Asked to uh, elaborate. And maybe, just maybe his hard feelings are coming from Charles and his railing on the Golden State Warriors throughout their finals run this year. He said, as much faith as Chuck has had in the Warriors and jump shooting teams winning championships, that's the amount of faith I have in him finishing in the top 70. Wow. That is some phenomenal shade. It's, but, it, but it's also great analysis from a guy who knows the golf game. Because I don't know golf like Steph Curry does or you do or people who have followed golf for years. But even I know that Charles Barkley sucks something awful at golf. Now, now you know, it's funny you said that. The actual number of golfers in this event this year is 87. So he'd have to finish not in the bottom 17. Okay. And we're, we're very early in this. We haven't even finished the first round. To my knowledge, there's not a golfer that's actually finished the first round. Chuck's tied for 52nd right now. <laughs> he's only six holes in. Right. But he's tied for 52nd. And we have learned that there are some people in this who are horrible at golf. Robert Griffin III is horror-awful at golf. The, the So he started on back nine today. Par 36. Mm-hmm. He shot a 59. That's a lot. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've played in enough of these charity events. That's hard to do because they'll give you like, that's good. Like, you're fine. Don't throw up a 12. We really don't want you to throw up a 12. Well, they'll give you a gimme, like a three-foot gimme or something? Specifically, if nobody's looking like, Rob, kick it in. Kick it in. (laughs) Kick it in. Robert Griffin III's back nine at at Tahoe today, the best he scored on any hole Mm -hmm. was double. He's at minus 18. This is Stableford scoring. So this is not stereotypical golf scoring. What's Stableford? Stableford scoring is a simplified way to not make your score look so god-awful. Okay. So like a triple bogey is minus two. Or actually, it's anything anything that's a double or worse is minus two. Okay. So you lose two points on every hole that you go double or worse. I think a bogey is even every par you add a point. And so if you somehow manage to score, it's very beneficial. Right. It's meant so the scores don't look terrible. So John Smoltz is leading right now. He's at 15 through 11 holes. That's pretty good. He has nine pars and two birdies. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. It's not. I mean, it's good. Well, it's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. It's not great. Probably nowhere near his best golf game. But I think it is very possible that we're going to see Chuck finish in the top seventy here. He's also completely changed his swing. Oh, has he? Yeah, he doesn't do he doesn't that do the stunted hitch thing anymore. That it looks like he might have had a, a an aneurysm or something halfway through it and forgot what he was doing. That's why I can never get down with that that one kid that you really liked, Matthew uh, Wolf. Matthew Wolf, yeah. But now he didn't have a hitch in his swing. It looked like he did. No, he just slung his hip before. It, it, that's I don't even really know how. There's a term for that, but I can't think of what it is. That's just something he does. Right. That, that's how he gets lined up. Virtually every golfer has something like that. His is just much more wild. Yeah, it's like it's mine. I I have a tick with my hand, 
and I do it every time I swing a golf club. I also don't practice swing ever. Right. So I I put the ball on the ground and then I hit it. There is nothing to it. Well, I'll say the same thing about Charles Barkley's golf game today at this at this celebrity tournament. The same thing everybody said about his playing career. He'll screw it up in the playoffs. I'm just saying. He's through six holes. <laughs> he has one doobly. He has two pars, and he's got three bogeys. And that, in this tournament, will be good enough to finish in the top 70. Interesting. Because there are a whole mess of RG3s. Uh, Mike Vrabel, he is not good at the golfs either. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. John O'Hurley, who you might remember as Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Uh, David Carr. Mr. Peterson. Yep. Uh, David Carr, he is also not good at the golf. WWE get- wrestler The Miz. Demarcus Ware, CeCe Sabathia, and Charles Woodson. None of them are good at the golfs. I'm just saying. But uh, you, there could have been some worse places to put your money that on Chuck. Did you I put- saw his swing in the practice round, and I'm not going to lie. I looked at it and went, there's 16 golfers worse than him. I mean, okay. he can't hit one straight okay. to save his life, but. He can at least get it out there. All right. All right. I, 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 all I can say is maybe I guess it's about time. It's about time he got better. At I golf. just want to know who got the hitch out of his swing. Because I can remember when I was a kid, them making fun of Charles on like uh, inside stuff. That old. With that, Ahmad, Ahmad Rashad. Rashad. Yeah. I can remember them making fun of him back then. Oh, yeah. He's always had a hitch in his swing. Yeah. And it, they're really hard to get rid of, too. It's just like if you ever played baseball. If you're ever a baseball player, invariably, when you get on a golf course, your swing is going to be real, 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 real bad. Because you have to get that out of it. Right. Well, somebody fixed Chucks. Interesting. Uh, In our, (laughs) this is just too funny for me to not repeat. Mm -hmm. In our YouTube comments, Colin Green, my brother from another mother, said, Flusterdamas' golf swing looks like someone playing whack-a-mole with a Hungarian tiger. Interesting. You're not wrong. I don't know what that means, but it sounds majestic. Violent. It's, <laughs> and, and guess what? It is violent. It's as majestic as that mullet on your head. Uh, when, uh, when Asheville Police Chief David Zach gets back in here to uh, pick games with us, which is coming very, very soon. Good. Uh, he has played golf with me, and he will tell you it is, it is a violent swing that I have. Probably not going to age real well. Mm-hmm. The NFL is launching its own streaming service not quite not quite what do you mean not quite no the the report out is roger goodell did a, an interview with cnbc mm-hmm. and they were asked what was they asked him what he was what was going to happen with sunday ticket and his answer was basically we all know it's going to end up with a streaming service mm-hmm. uh no kidding because the nfl is too smart for it to go any other way the only thing that they have routinely lost money on is Sunday Ticket. Since DirecTV bought it, they and I don't remember the exact stat, but I think in the 26 years they've had this, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, they've had less subscribers about half of those years. Because one of the things people have never been able to wrap their brain around is why am I paying $350 for my team might be on network television six times right so i'm paying for 10 games i can just go to a bar and watch it for cheaper than that so that's a myth by the way especially if you're me 
<laughs> my Jets lead me to drink. Now, I see, have to only watch one game in public to make that worth it. Now, see, if you're a cheapskate like me, you know you can you can get out of there with a better deal. But I I have never understood the direct TV NFL Sunday ticket thing. Why? I, I just I mean I understand why it's a service and I understand why people some people are into it. I've just never thought because most of the games you want to see if they're not your team are on television. They're on primetime. I'm not I'm not going to pay two hundred bucks or whatever it is for the NFL Sunday ticket so I can get every game so I can see the random Lions Cardinals game. Uh, I have had. I have had Sunday ticket every NFL season of my adult life, mm-hmm. except the last two. And that's because of uh, DC streams, which I now use. And if you want to know what, you'll have to shoot me a message on Twitter or something about that. That's right. Uh, we have found the greatest way to possibly watch NFL games. I, I absolutely get it. I get why people have done it. Mm-hmm. See, and it shocks me that you're more dumbfounded by this because your team's been bad for a lot of the last 20 years mm-hmm. but i'm also a guy that's like my team's bad i don't want to watch it and i can't get to that point yeah my team's terrible i want to watch it to have uh, angry just to be angry and, and in the comments of our youtube one of the things that i think promoted this was red zone mm-hmm. red zone basically negated sunday ticket yeah once red zone came around there was no need for it anymore because the only thing the you parts. miss the only thing you miss is between the 30s mm-hmm. so I knew as soon, or I shouldn't say as soon, because I didn't really know how that was going to work at first. I would say I knew within three hours of watching Red Zone. Well, um, Sunday Ticket has one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. Irrelevant, yeah. And so now what it looks like they're going to do is you'll have a poo-poo platter of streaming options where you can you can buy a game for two ninety nine, mm-hmm. And you know what people will do? That in droves. If you're Amazon... Uh, you tell us what you want. We'll make it for you. Mm-hmm. How much is the most you'd be willing to pay for a game? Individual game. You get the one. Ooh, I'd go six bucks, maybe five ninety nine for a for a game. I would pay twenty bucks a Jets game for every game that that. And guess what? I'm still going to come out better than I did with Sunday Ticket. Yeah. I was paying 350 bucks a year for that. Really? That's how high I got? Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. And I'll tell you where this is going to get more interesting. And Stephen Tao said this in our YouTube comments. Bars. That's what I'm interested to see. Because I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret about Sunday Ticket. Your local watering hole that has Sunday Ticket, they pay exponentially more than you think oh, they absolutely. do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm talking thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how this will work with that. It'd probably be all along the same kind of lines that if you're using it for a business purpose, you're going to have to pay extra. Cause I you're just hope they give them a people. break. I mean, look, I'm, I, I have always thought, and you know, I'm Mr. NFL. I, mm-hmm. I think they do no wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, that is the sport. They are the smartest sport, but I have always thought they gouged bars. But the NFL is doing its own streaming service. The it NFL is, plus care. thing. Yeah, I don't care. Everybody has a plus. Mm-hmm. As soon as you put plus something on it, uh, I'm plus out. I'm plus zero. I'm out. 
But this could be, I mean, the NFL, the the window is wide open of the things that they could do for it. I think I first reported this story here on this show two months ago about the NFL Plus thing. It was going to be $5 a month, but you didn't know what was going to be on it. Well, now this is where I'm expecting this to land. The NFL Sunday ticket, that's where it needs to be. Oh, no, I'm not. Somebody will pay to have this on their service. Somebody is going to pay more to run this streaming service, and I can't possibly figure out how it's going to be anybody but Amazon. Mm-hmm. Can't physically see a way that it will be anybody but Amazon. Because the NFL is looking at this as a revenue stream of, we don't need this. This is a bonus for us. And anything outside of that, if they can make from Amazon what they currently make from DirecTV, mm-hmm. done. I don't care. Sell it for $2 a piece. But do right. whatever you want. I'm just saying, can you not make more money by running it yourself? And you have more headache, and it's not something you need. And yeah, okay. and then you're, there's also a layer of that of if the price is too high, now you're the big bad wolf that's trying to gouge everybody. Mm-hmm. Amazon sets the pricing. Oh, they're... You know, There's nothing we could do. We sold it to them. They set right. the price. Woo. I was thinking, you know, the the NFL Plus thing would be five dollars a month to get some kind of some kind of you know cheaper content because they say part of the thing is going to be that you'll be able to get the games that are on in your local area on your tablet or your phone or whatever. Well, I mean, that's going to be great. If you're, I mean, you can do that now with a connection to whatever your cable provider is. True, you can. But the NFL would provide you with that. But then there would be like an upsell if you wanted to get every game on your phone. Or you just wanted to get the Red Zone channel or however that works. My hope is that there is a uh, that there is a premium package that you can buy just your team. So I want to buy just the Jets. I'm going to watch Red Zone for everything else. Mm-hmm. If you'll sell me just the Jet games for, the, for, for 100 U.S. doll hairs... I will do it until I die. Can I pay for it in advance? Can I just do like 20 years in advance? Hmm. Now, do you get to watch it on demand whenever you want? Or do you have to watch it live? Oh, I'm sure you will. So probably like renting a movie on uh, Amazon. Redbox or whatever. Well, no, Redbox is a physical disc. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Amazon, you get like 24 hours to watch it. Right. Fine. I'm fine with that. Jeremy will be all in to spend. I'm that all in. Money. I saw this and went, "Yay! Maybe I can save a couple hundred dollars because I'm so tired of paying for the stupid bears." <laughs> You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Yeah, I mean, if it's not your team, I, 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 that's what I don't get. Why would you ever pay for that? Uh, anyway, coming up next, what do you want to talk about? We don't have gambling to talk about. Oh, we have all kinds of things to talk about. Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll be back in just a second here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The 
folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. And the question of the day, the 12 Bone Smokehouse and Brewery question of the day is who's the most attractive school still out there in the conference chaos? Get your, uh, get your answers into the YouTube chat right now, the sportsocracy.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. That's the way you get into the chat. And we will pick a winner of today's question of the day and then have the drawing in the 5 o'clock hour for this week's weekly prize pack. One of the things that we had talked about before the program of making the question of the day is would you attend a sporting event that doesn't allow alcohol? Uh, and then we realized, uh, pander to your fan base, because the answer to that was going to be a vehement no. Well, see, that's what I thought. And then you put the poll question up, and it's 60-40 yes. Which blows my mind. I mean, unless you're talking about Little League events. And I, and even then, it'd be nice if there was a little Michelob stand on the backside. 100%. I, look. Call me a, a bad of- dad if you want to, but sometimes you just... Need a little something extra. I got news for you. You want to start a tremendous business? You make beer popsicles. And beer got, popsicles. Got your popsicles here. That's definitely not something I would ever purchase. So it came out today that the World Cup in Qatar, there Qatar. will be no alcohol sales in the stadium. Of course not. I'm going to ask a question, and and you know what? This this might not go over well to some people. How in the world did did Qatar end up with the the World Cup? Money. How? They're not selling any alcohol. How in the world do you go to a soccer game and go, I'm going to drink an Aquafina? Have you ever been to a soccer game? Uh, No. Because I have. I mean, I've been to it like... And I don't know how on planet Earth you could go to that without having five or six pops in you. Uh, I've seen a couple of girls soccer games when I was in high school. But other than that, no. Why would I do that to myself? I like, I don't I don't mind soccer. I actually like the World Cup. Well, I've never gone to the World. Oh, Cup. Oh, I've never so. gone to the World Cup either. And, that's and the I, only soccer I've you, ever watched. And so. I can tell you right now, if I showed up with my ticket in hand, and they said, "Sir, there is no alcohol in the stadium, sir." Well, there's not any Jeremy in the stadium either. Uh, right, money's need my money's back. Rob Johnson just said in the YouTube comments, "I'm not paying eleven dollars for a beer, so even if you do serve alcohol, I'm not partaking." Oh, so that, that leads me to the uh, Tank Spencer Twelve Boats question of the day: What is the most U.S. doll hairs you have ever paid for an alcoholic beverage? I guarantee you, much higher. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I guess it's twelve, thirteen bucks if you go to because you go to like an NBA game. That's that's what they cost. I think that's what I paid in an Atlanta Hawks game one time. But I had one. 
and just got drunk before I went to the game. Uh, my question would be, uh, are you talking about in the stadium or the, like, there are a lot of different layers of this for me. The no. most I've ever paid for one beverage was $74. Excuse me? And the only reason I remember that is because with tip, I just handed a hundred. Was and it made of liquid gold? No. It was just a very, very nice, but I was on a business trip. That makes my brain hurt. $74 for one. I mean, it better it better get me drunk for 3 weeks. I've paid four <laughs> I've paid four digits for a bottle. That's insane. I've seen me do it. You don't you don't but you don't have that kind of money. Uh no. Did you at one time? Uh two words. Corporate card. Aha. Now, see, now it's all starting to make sense. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville Sports Center coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And we are live in the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 on this Friday afternoon. We'll talk some NFL pretty heavy over the next two hours as we'll continue our pre-training camp previews of a few teams in the NFL. We, we were on the track of doing an AFC and an NFC team every day, but then we then, went into the pandelirium right. that was Baker Mayfield lining right. up with the Carolina Panthers. Right, exactly. And so, you know, we got a little sidetrack. So today we're going to talk about the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Colts over the next two hours. We got the daily draft on the way at the top of the next hour as Jeremy and I will be drafting the best building blocks for a franchise in the NBA. We'll take our best stars that we would build around. Hopefully I can beat him as soundly as I did yesterday. Wouldn't look for it. In the NFL. And I don't think you should have beat me as soundly as you did. I just, okay, I have a different principle on busts. You do. You do. To me, a bust, I don't care what you do after the team that drafted you. Right. None of that matters to me. Because the team that drafted you is who's out the draft capital they went to get you, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if you noticed this, of my six players, four of them, teams traded up to get them. Mm-hmm. So I have a bit of a problem with that. What Jared Garf does with the Detroit Lions does not really matter a lot to the Rams. Yeah, but there there were also several people, and, uh, and you know, part of myself included, that go... You're the one that has been saying this guy played in a Super Bowl for his team that drafted him. Mm-hmm. You, you, that doesn't change his bust status to oh, the team that drafted absolutely him. Absolutely does. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. See, I took the more conventional route of you showed up in the league, you were dog do, and now you're not playing in the league anymore. And here would be my argument: uh, Did Luke Jokel keep the Jaguars from anything? No. Did Kevin White keep the Bears from anything? Eh, maybe no because at the end of the day he still didn't have a quarterback mine are all quarterbacks you miss a quarterback you're in trouble yeah that's true speaking of missing a quarterback speaking of missing on a quarterback the biggest bust of the last 10 years oh baker mayfield he is a carolina panther and i've been you know i've been i've been trying to keep track of all the facebook conversations and man i just there are way more just blind 
believe it all fans out there than I thought there would be. I mean, just this solves all our problems. Now we're going to win a Super Bowl. I saw that a lot on the, like the the Carolina Panthers fan Facebook pages and stuff today. And I'm thinking, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Because it was, you know, there were there were some who were pretty, you know, like, oh, this ain't much better than Sam. I hope we can keep, you know, Christian McCaffrey healthy and blah, 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 blah. But there was a whole lot of either oh, we're going to be a playoff contender or we're going to run to the Super Bowl now. Or it was, it doesn't matter because we don't have an offensive line. Like, okay, the you're just as line, dumb as the other people. I, I'm not as worried about the offensive line. You shouldn't be. I, 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 let me ask you a question. How many quarterbacks in the NFL over the last four years have thrown more interceptions in the fourth quarter than Baker Mayfield? I'm going to guess none. Uh, you want to hear the list again? Yep. Uh, end of message. That's not going to change. That part of this is not going to change. And I'm going to be honest with you. The the information that has leaked today tells me that Carolina has no faith in this guy. None. There's a report out today. They asked him to take a $7 million pay cut to facilitate this deal. Mm-hmm. Do you realize what that would have left them paying? Cleveland's role in this would not have changed. So they still pay $10 million. Yeah. And so Carolina only pays uh, league minimum. He would have been at the league minimum for a guy in his fifth year because he'd been right around a million dollars. Wow. This this myth of, well, they gave up a draft pick for him. Uh, they had to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they had any faith in him. It was a fifth rounder. Who cares? David Tepper saw him as a, quote, depressed asset. Shocker that a financial guy would use that term. <laughs> right. But so this is still just a lottery ticket. That's all they view right, him as. Right. This is David Tepper's We Buy Ugly Houses sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh that has an internet meme written all over it i shared a uh, on our social media pages earlier today there was a picture of baker in front of bank of america the, the field yep and it said hey progressive i'm in my new home uh, when can we shoot the new commercials and at the bottom it had the twitter sign you are blocked from this page <laughs> progressive <laughs> He doesn't have much market marketability left. No, I mean, but the way this has been said from Carolina, they're trying to tell you everything they can of this is a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. We're not expecting this guy to be our franchise. This guy's not going to make us a playoff contender. No, We're hoping that there's something more here. Now, here would be where I struggle with the this is a depressed asset. All right, I, I did the the Adam Gold show before this program, and Hayes Permar, that was filling in for uh, Adam, Adam, asked me kind of where this lined up, and I asked him a question back of, okay, you tell me what Carolina does better than Cleveland? Are their weapons better? Negligibly, I, I would say they're better, but not tremendously. Okay, running backs, are you, are you better than Cleveland? No, no. Is your defense better than Cleveland? Mm, no, no, it's not. Uh, is your offensive line better? No. Is your coaching staff better? no okay then what exactly do you think is going to change here this misnomer of oh well he was just hurt last year okay then i'm going to tell you the same thing i said about cam newton with covid <laughs> then he got it four years ago right uh because none none of this has changed there was one aberration year that 2020 covid year of well baker was so much better in that do you know why how many teams did he beat with a winning record in that entire season including with a playoff win Mm -hmm. two Mm -hmm. that's it he is one of the most historically terrible starting quarterbacks in this league against playoff teams 
in NFL history. He doesn't even beat them by accident. And Carolina knows that. And I'll be honest with you, if I was a Panther fan, I would be more encouraged by what has come out in the last 24 hours than I would be by anything. I ask this all the time. Who wanted you to know this? Why is Fox News reporting that, first of all, I'd see the humor that it's Fox News, Mm -hmm. but it's come from other places as well, that Carolina wanted him to take a $7 million pay cut. Who wants you to know that? I promise you it's not Baker Mayfield. It's David Tepper. Exactly. Yeah. Who is putting out that David Tepper saw him as a depressed asset that he could buy on the cheap? It's David Tepper. Mm -hmm. He's trying to set the the stage here of, I can't tell you he's going to be the starter week one. And I don't think he will be. The further we go down this, the more I'm borderline convinced he's not going to be the starter. And if he is, it's going to be by a fractional amount. And the first mistake he makes, Matt Rule and Ben McAdoo are going to be looking at each other going, time yet? Yeah. This is not the old franchise-altering thing that that, that no. people have made it out to be. And I've been super shocked at the number of Cleveland Browns fans that I have seen say, oh, I'm done with the Browns. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they got Ask rid of Ask yourself Baker where Mayfield. you're seeing that. It's all on Panthers pages. Really? Yeah. But, Cleveland uh, Browns okay. fans coming to I the Panthers being, pages. I was being too literal there. You're seeing it on social media, though, right? Oh, yeah. Social media represents about 10% of people. I get that. Because the rest of them go, I- I'm not having the argument with you over a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And, right, and uh, there are a lot of people that are looking at the Deshaun Watson thing going, he's a reprehensible person. And you can think that. Mm-hmm. My argument would be you don't know any more what happened than uh, than any of the rest of us do. So mm-hmm. casting aspersions is kind of difficult to do. But you're entitled to your opinion. There's not a Browns fan that's looking at this from a football standpoint. There's not one that's looking at this going, we're better off with Baker than we are with Deshaun Watson. I don't care if he doesn't play for five years. Right. I, I don't care if he goes full Colin Kaepernick. We don't see him for a presidential term plus. <laughs> you're still better off with him. And in the YouTube comments, Lance Dominguez asked, who do you guys think will be the comeback player of the year? Do you know who the second, in terms of odds, since the Baker Mayfield trade happened, do you know he's two? Is he really? He's two. That's crazy. And for me, I I look at off the top of my head, Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, J.K. Dobbins, Mitchell Trubisky. Mm -hmm. I would say all six of those are much more likely. There, there might be more if I really thought about it. Yeah. I'm not sure I can get down with you on Mitchell Trubisky, but the rest of them sound pretty good. More than Baker Mayfield? Oh, more than Baker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's all I was saying. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that, I'm, you saying I'm, not that, saying that were, I'm headed to Vegas to throw a million dollars on them. I thought you said he was one of your favorites. Well, I mean, I would say they're all more likely than Baker. Okay. Uh, th- there is a high likelihood that this is going to be talked about. Just look how many people in this market have been on national shows to talk about baker's fit in charlotte mm-hmm. this is gonna be the reason this is such a hot story right now is because it's the dog days of summer yeah it's this because, is the week of july 4th and it's because nothing's happened with jimmy garoppolo yet ironic that you said that in the next segment we're gonna play uh, one of my favorite games we're, we're gonna play the match game of there's still a few dominoes out there to fall with quarterbacks jimmy garoppolo obviously being the biggest one of them mm-hmm. but i'm not convinced that's where this stops because there are a couple teams I'm looking at going, you're better than your quarterback situation, which could lead to a move or two that you're not looking for. All right, playing quarterback dominoes up next here on ESPN Asheville.
If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes, now you look like a pro, are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Welcome back into ESPN Asheville in the Ingalls studio. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And so there's more to be done, obviously, with the quarterback movement of the NFL. We've seen all of the all of the moves that have been made already, and we've, you know, we've we've talked them to death, basically, but still it's the What's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo? That's the one that we're all waiting to see. What's the team? Well, there's been a lot of talk about Cleveland, of which I get why that makes sense. It makes all the sense. The only problem is it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a Jimmy Garoppolo move is basically waving a white flag of we did a dumb thing. And I, I I don't personally know Andrew Barry. I, I this is like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to do that. It just it opens you up to all because if you make the move for Garoppolo and you give up anything, it kind of makes you look like you got pushed into a corner and you fought your way out the best way you could. Which and if that cost you, you anything, and you did, yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that you didn't. Right, okay. What I'm saying is that if down the line that cost you anything. And you got to look at how good and young that team is. Mm-hmm. The ability to move that money down, because they do have cap space, is going to be really important. If you lose one player because you had to make a move on Jimmy Garoppolo after you made the deal for Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. and then you traded Baker Mayfield, it kind of makes you look like a moron. I want to know what the what the price is, though. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if they did it, depending on what they have to give up, because as you said, they have found themselves in a corner. You know. Have they, though? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so I'll ask this question on Cleveland. Are you really in worse shape with Jacoby Brissett than you were with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Statistically, you're not. I would I would say you are. Every statistical metric says you're not. Solely because win-loss record is not a quarterback stat. Yeah. I'd... Is he a game manager? Yeah. Do I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be drastically better than that? No. Really? He's better. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's overwhelmingly better. Okay. Much. Uh, he's much better. He's much better than Jacoby Brissett is compared to the difference between Baker and Sam. Correct? Or am I wrong on that? Because I said yesterday, I don't believe that. I believe Baker's just a little bit better than Sam. I th- He's better. But Jimmy's 
definitively better than Jacoby. He's better. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is what people are being sold Baker Mayfield to be. Mm-hmm. Of And th- I've heard this narrative a lot of, can Baker Mayfield be a replacement-level quarterback? And, and uh, Apologies. Give me a little platitude here. I'm so tired of hearing that term. Of, can he be the 16th best quarterback in the league? That's not replacement level in the NFL. Mm-mm. That's not how this works. There are 20 good starters in the NFL. Then there's a great big canyon <laughs> into the back 10. Mm-hmm. Some of them are rookies. Some of them are just average game manager quarterbacks. That's where Baker falls in. I would say Jimmy's on the backside of that. Can be a top 20 quarterback and mm-hmm. be better yes the only thing is i look at cleveland and what they're going to do i'm not sure that i care they're going to run 40 times a game Dearness johnson has been good for that team i don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to do that you open yourself up to things that i don't i don't think you have to okay now that opens the question to where does jimmy go mm-hmm. and i've heard every team i think i've heard every team under the sun that doesn't have a pro bowl level quarterback Cleveland's the most common. There are only a few that make sense. Stop with the Seattle thing. This is Jimmy part two. They're not cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. That day's not coming. I don't care if they get a conditional seven and have to pay 20 of his $25 million. They're not going to cut him Mm -mm. because he's not going to end up in Seattle and come back to haunt them twice a year. So where does he make sense? I still think New Orleans makes more sense than people want to let on. You're not heavily invested in in Andy Dalton. He's better than Andy Dalton. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get him for a song. But then there's there's one. There's one that you're going to tell me I'm crazy (laughs) because I really like this team. But I don't love their quarterback. Washington. That one would make sense, too. Okay. But I feel like if you were going to do that, you would have already done it. It took a stab Now you've drafted a quarterback. You have two starting-level quarterbacks. I don't think you're adding a fourth to that. Mm-hmm. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're the kind of team that does things like this. Of They accumulate talent. Mm-hmm. And it would give you an out. you got to understand, an out for this, is not, this is not something they would have done in April. Mm-hmm. This is now we're to the end of the end of the offseason. This is genuinely a depressed asset. Jimmy Garoppolo at this point is the definition of a depressed asset because you're going to get him for cheaper than what he's worth. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would cause ripples. If he was going to do that, he would have already done it in San Francisco. And I think Jalen Hurts is such a competitive guy that it wouldn't throw him into chaos. It just it- it just sounds so ridiculous. But it, does it, it though? It does. It sounds as ridiculous as it did when the Philadelphia Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round when they had Carson Wentz as their supposed franchise quarterback. And I guess that's why I'm saying this is not as ridiculous as you would make it out to be. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. The Eagles do not get caught with their pants down. As a fan of a team that does on just a yearly basis, I respect that. And you got to understand... Whoever does this is going to be a smart team. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to the Houston Texans, which, by the way, I've also heard floated. That doesn't make any sense. You're a dog water team. Mm-hmm. 
you could you were three and fourteen with Deshaun Watson. I don't think you're going to be nine and eight with Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, in no. the toughest conference in NFL history. No, I mean it makes sense if you're not a believer in Davis Mills. But it, what what structural sense does it make for the franchise to make that move to call to to, to cost them whatever it's going to cost them? It doesn't matter how much. It's not going to cost you that much. It's not. Well, somebody's got to pay him. Yeah, San Francisco. You think San Francisco? There are two ways that everything. this goes. Uh, it's not going to be everything. They're going to pick up a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cleveland picked up ten million dollars on Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. They're going to pick up a lot of this, and you're going to get an asset that's worth way more than what you give up for him. I've heard the Raiders too. Yeah, I can't. I can't go down that path either. With Derek Carr, I mean, I think Derek Carr could cure the common cold, and he would still get oh, sure. shaded on a daily basis. But do you? But that's the thing. Do you want to invite that kind of competition? With which team? With with any of them? With the Philadelphia Eagles? With do the you, Raiders? It's a guy that knows the system mm-hmm. because he was in New England with with McDaniel's. Well, they already have that guy in Jarrett Stidham. Stop stop don't that name is for on this show if you're looking for somebody to teach Derek Carr the ways of the offense I felt like I always felt like that's what that move was when they brought Jarrett Stidham in there was somebody that Derek could relate to they could teach him the playbook I don't need Jimmy Garoppolo for that uh yeah comparing those two is comical because if Derek Carr gets hurt you are LMNO doomed if Jarrett Stidham has to start one game for you you are in trouble oh I'd don't doubt that and that's that's what i'm saying is that you're gonna have to find you're going to have to find somebody like that there's not a he's going to slide into a spot Mm -hmm. there's also not a he's going to sit at home it should be in my opinion it should be one team it should be the new york giants the new york giants need to just go ahead and say we're done with the daniel jones thing oh you're not going to do that for jimmy garoppolo and whatever comes may come you're not. I mean, you're not going to do that with, with with a quarterback that's still on a rookie deal. Because I mean, what does it change? All right, let's it let's makes say you more competitive. Let's maybe. say Daniel Jones goes down and they have to play Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. How many games are you going? Oh, you're still going to win four games, five, games. four or five, something like. Something All right, like that. you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. He starts every game of this season. How many games are you going? It's the same six. four or five. It's the same four. Or five. <laughs> I'm gonna go six. And that's what I, when I went through the league, there are only a handful of teams that I look at and go, you have to, you have to understand the difference between the two quarterbacks we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. The reason nobody wanted Baker Mayfield is because he brings the circus with him. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't do that. No. He doesn't do that. And so if it's something, if somebody makes a pre, a preemptive strike, this is not somebody gets hurt, which that's, there's, there's still a path to that. That's what it would be. And I look at him, I look at Sam Darnold. Those are the two pieces that really could still actually move. If Carolina believes in Baker Mayfield more than I think they do. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the next domino to fall. The question is just who's going to take him. This is the first time in all of the years that I have paid even vague attention to the NFL that I have ever seen a quarterback this talented that was just in purgatory. There is not a team in this league that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And when I say sense, I mean even vague sense. The the Giants, the, the one you said, makes no sense. Why A, why would Jimmy want to do it? B, why would you pay the money? C, why would you kick the, the can down the road on Daniel Jones with a new coach 
that you spent the entire offseason, well, we're, we're going to see what Dayball can do with him. No, that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That You can do that with every team in the league. Pittsburgh Steelers. Doesn't make any sense. You drafted one. Right. You drafted one, and you've got a, a player that you've hyped up as the perfect bridge quarterback. Mm-hmm. I can kill every team in the league. So you have to go three-dimensional chess of where could this go. And you think it's going to be the Eagles. The Eagles are the only one that makes sense of this is a team that does things like this. I think these are two competitive guys. And if you're Philadelphia, are you or are you not the definitive favorite to win that division if you have Jalen Hurts and Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. They're the only team I can say that about. You're in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. Time to get weird on a Friday afternoon. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here as well. And look, uh, you know, I'm I'm sometimes, you know, old man yelling at clouds. I admit that about myself. I recognize it that... There are things in this world that I don't like that I can't change. And there is one thing that I still can't wrap my head around, and it's these autonomous vehicles, self-driving vehicles. GM's Cruise has a taxi service out in San Francisco, and a few weeks back, one of these was involved in a car crash and the DMV report has come out now from, you know, both sides giving their story on what happened. And of course it's the cruise people, the, the the GM people that are saying that it's the human driver's fault for causing the crash. The car drives itself, but it's the fault of the driver. That's not supposed to have to do anything. No, no, no. The human in the other car they say it was oh. his fault that the crash happened. Okay, so here's what happened. So the cruise is trying to turn left while another car is coming the other direction. And they both got a green light. One's going straight. One's trying to turn left. Well, see, what happened was was the cruise couldn't tell that the other guy was speeding. Now, is that wrong? Absolutely, it's wrong. But had there been a human in that seat, don't you think that he, you can usually tell if somebody's approaching the intersection pretty quickly, right? I mean, we all feel, I feel like we all could do that. Uh, I, know there I, are some I drive like I'm 906 years old, so I'm, exactly. not, I'm not 100% but sure. But you're going to be super cautious. Time. You're going to be super cautious. If you're trying to turn left and there's oncoming traffic, you're going to... It's a 25-mile-an-hour zone. Apparently, the other car was doing 40. So, yes, they're speeding, and that's ticket-worthy and all of that. I always drive as though every car on the road is trying to actively kill me. But 
here's the thing. So the cruise comes to the left turn spot and traffic's clear. Well, the program, the computer program, had the car stop before it made the left-hand turn, which then gave the speeding car more opportunity to gain distance or close distance, and then the crash happened. Now, look, I don't know if it, I mean, the other guy was speeding. Sure, you can say it's his fault. But first off, don't don't come to a complete stop to make a turn. I mean, I mean, does that drive you crazy as well when you're on the road and you're going behind somebody? It always happens on Patton Avenue. Uh, if they're turning right, I I, I hate yeah. I hate people that, and it's a it's a new feature of cars that that people have to put a vehicle in park to turn it. Right, that drives me absolutely insane. insane. Insane, and I don't care if it's right or left. If it's clear and you've got the gut, don't stop before you turn left. I get why you stop to turn left. Okay, if you're in the right hand lane and you're turning into like, oh, I don't know, Chipotle. That's what happens to me all the time. Then almost get rear-ended. I'm like, I hate you so much right now. It's always in that stretch. It's always in that stretch of Patton Avenue where somebody's trying to either turn into the car wash or the Krispy Kreme donut shop or the or the Chipotle or the Starbucks, which is all right there together. But still. It always happens right in there. And for some reason, you have to come to a complete four-wheel stop before you turn. No, don't do it. Look, people, there are humans in this world that should not be driving cars. I would the, argue probably 70% of them. The cars should definitely not be driving themselves. That's all I'm saying. I rest my case. Old man yelling at clouds. I'm going to be really honest. I see a lot of GoFundMes for uh, things that don't necessarily make a lot of sense to me. There are times that they're absolutely justified. If something bad happens and, and as a community we need to support people, those I totally get. Somebody wanting uh, a, a new car or something like that, that's not a GoFundMe that I'm, I've ever... However, right. there is something that I feel we should start a GoFundMe for. Okay. There is a piece of memorabilia that is available oh, for no. purchase. Oh, no. And is, why did I know you were going to talk about this? And it is a piece of memorabilia that I feel as though I, specifically because of who I am, really need. Mm-hmm. It's the Batnip suit from George Clooney's <laughs> Batman movie. It is available for auction through Heritage Auctions right now. And it has a starting bid of only... The low, low price of just forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You can have it, and I want it a lot. Why? Unequivocally, the worst Batman movie ever made. Well, other than the last one, the Stop Robert that. Pattinson. Oh, that was terrible. Stop it. I would. You give me Mister Freeze, where they didn't contract Arnold Schwarzenegger to do enough scenes where they had to shoot him on a green screen. You give me that before Robert Pattinson's emo Batman. Again, this is why we don't take advice from you on movies. Uh, no doubt. I'll put a poll up of that right now, and I feel very sure that I'm going to win. No Mine chance. had Jim Carrey and and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all kinds and explosions. Yours had emo Batman. That one didn't have Yours Jim, has Jim Batman Carrey, that listens to Fallout Boy. I think I win. Nah. 
the, but this is not the only item from that movie that's up for bid. Okay. You can also get the walking cane used by Jim Carrey's Riddler. That is also being auctioned off. Uh-huh. The auction is scheduled for July 22nd and 23rd. Interesting. Those are two different movies, though. Mr. Freeze was Batman and Robin. Jim Carrey was in Batman Forever mm, with no. Val Kilmer. Yes. They were in the same movie. No, they were not. Yeah. Look who Tommy you're talking Lee Jones, to. Jones, dude. Oh, you're right. It's Two-Face. Oh, you're, who was the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Him and Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. With Emma, Uma Thurman. Emma Thurman. Why do I have I Mr. Freeze is. on top of that? Who was with him in that? <laughs> oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Yeah, that was the Batman and Robin movie, which was awful. Just terrible. Yeah, that had Chris O'Donnell in it, which is just, it's okay. That's going to drive me nuts. I sw- Bane. Bane is the one I'm thinking of. Thank you, Hugh Queen. Ah, okay. Thank you, Hugh Queen. I, I knew there was a gigantic person in yes. it. I just couldn't think of who it was. Yes, there was, uh, there, yeah. Bane was the sidekick of, of Poison That's. I knew there was a big guy on top of that podium. <laughs> and, yeah, and then they pulled the thing out of his head and he shriveled up like, yeah, I yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. The bat knit suit, though. I mean... Of all of the memorabilia from the Batman movies that you could have. That's probably what I want the most. Really? Absolutely. The most panned costume in the history of the Batman franchise is the you name you me own. Name me any piece of Batman memorabilia that you could possibly say you owned that more people would go, oh, that's cool, than the Batnip suit. Well, I mean, there's the Batmobile. Yeah, the one from the, the, one from the Michael out, Keaton movie. Yeah, but then you got to have somewhere to park it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would be phenomenal, but that thing's probably $500,000. Oh, sure. And now, if we're talking about value, it's probably still better. Mm-hmm. But and by the way, I can't emphasize this enough. I was being 100% I mean, I would rather, about a GoFundMe. I would rather have like one of the paintings that Jack Nicholson paint, spray-painted in the original Batman movie than have the bat nipple suit. Oh, no, I want the bat nipple suit. Although, if you were going to own a suit, that probably would be the one because it's the most controversial. And it's probably also the only one that I could fit into. Nah. Clooney's tall. I feel like you got a good shot at Ben Affleck's suit. Ben Affleck is also tall. And and it was very beefy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's also going to be a prerequisite. Any suit I buy, I'm going to have to be able to wear. (laughs) All right. So, Michael Keaton's out. Oh, Val yeah. Kilmer's out. Uh, Christian Bale is also out. Yeah, Adam He's, West. No way we could get you into those those spandex tights. I mean, we could. It no, was, we could. It, it wouldn't no, be. We couldn't it wouldn't it. be super palatable for anybody that was viewing it. <laughs> All right, so I Jeremy, have a swimmer's so, body. You, you, okay? Just okay. If you swam in butter, maybe. You're not wrong. Just that's points for me. Uh, the NFL training camps start pretty soon. We're just days away. I, 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 uh, my yearly uh, run up to the season is always marked by my good friend uh, Russell Baxter on Twitter. Every day he posts the countdown. Once we get inside the jersey numbers, and he'll post all the you know all the pictures of the old guys who wore the jerseys. I think we're at twenty six days today from the hall of fame game 
and we're like 64 days away from the first regular season game of the 2022 NFL season. We continue our pre-training camp previews of each and every NFL team here. Let's talk about a team that we talked about in the last segment. Are they sold on Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints this year? I believe so. I would just like to have a little more buffer. I, I don't like the premise of Andrew Dalton or Taysom Hill. No. But then again, I'm not. Those are um, those are those have glass in front of them, and that's break only for emergencies. Jameis Winston is the guy. But I just look at this team. I don't have a lot of qualms. That defense is going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You added Tyron Matthew in the offseason. Which is it changes the complexion of that entire defense. Mm-hmm. And you bought on a depressed asset in Marcus May. I could argue that's one of the best secondaries in the NFL. And that's with it's me not there. even liking your second corner. It's up there. And then you look at a guy in Demario Davis that I've always said was just criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. You've got two good edge rushers in Marcus Davenport and, and, and Cam Jordan. And the also criminally under, underrated David Onyemata. That's a name nobody ever talks about, and he is so ridiculously stupid talented. Mm-hmm. And they managed to turn the turn the offensive line over the course of the last, I don't know, three years. About the only player still left is Ryan Ramchick. Mm-hmm. But now you've got Trevor Penning and, and three interior linemen that were all three high draft selections very talented Mm -hmm. i don't have many qualms with this team i feel like their offensive line yes teron armstead is going to be he's going to be missed the question will be can trevor penning come in and and be as effective and of course the answer is no he's not he's not going to come in and immediately be an all pro left tackle but can he do enough to you know grow into that position and i have no doubts about that i think he can be a very solid starting level tackle in this league Mm -hmm. i mean i said i thought trevor penning was uh, in the discussion at six for carolina Mm -hmm. and baltimore would probably have taken him had kyle hamilton the best player in the draft not just falling right in their laps as tends to happen with baltimore Mm -hmm. that's really the only question i even have we have, but look, but I mean, as you look at this well, team and the weapons they have, it's not like you're going to be able to just doghouse blitz them anyway. No, because they have so many satellite players that are dangerous in some way mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to think that that's going to be a real problem. Is he a little heavy footed? Sure. Level of competition, drastic jump. But I'm not sure that I care. He's just, he's such a technically talented player. I mean, you can speak to this. We didn't have many days in the lead up to the draft that I didn't mention him at some point. Oh, of course. Because I just fell in love with him. Mm -hmm. Outside of of Aquanu, he was probably my second favorite offensive offensive lineman in this draft. Mm -hmm. And he's very, very good. And we think he's going to be very good as a rookie. Obviously, he's not going to be. I say obviously, but there was an all-pro level left tackle last year that was a rookie. So what do I know? We didn't think Rashawn Slater could be one, but maybe Trevor Penning could be the next uh, rookie all-pro left tackle. Not likely, 
But I would but say I don't think he off- has to be. I don't think so either. And on the offensive side of the ball, there's only one main question. Jameis Winston. Because, I mean, now you've got you got Mark Ingram coming back to, you know, spell Alan Kamara and do the dirty work, do the short yardage work, all of that. So that's back together. You went in the offseason and got Chris Olave and Michael Thomas is coming back healthy and Jarvis Landry's been added. Plus, you still have, you know, some depth pieces there that you like. Tight end. Maybe tight end is the real biggest question. The Troutman. Yeah, Adam Troutman. A guy we liked, we both liked coming out of college. And we talked I think about you him still in last should. year's draft. But, you know, it, Jameis Winston has to be good. He has to be serviceable. And he has to not turn the ball over 40 times in a season like he did his last year with Tampa Bay. And- if he can do that, which I think he can, then this team is going to be a legit threat offensively. And I, I I would agree with you, but maybe not for the same reason. Okay. To me, it all ties back to Dennis Allen. You have to remember, this is a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. That is what his that is his bread and butter. That is what he is going to be judged upon. And I just don't see him giving that platitude to Jameis Winston to go out and be the turnover factory that we've seen him be. And if he is. Andrew Dalton will be your starting quarterback quick. I don't think they're going to give him a a tremendous amount of leeway if he turns into that guy. That's just how defensive head coaches work. I I mean, we've seen this. When he was the head coach of the Raiders, that was not a prolific offense by any stretch of the imagination. It was very safe. Uh, To me, Dennis Allen's actually the biggest question mark with his team. Okay. His tenure with the Raiders was bad, ba bad, bad, ba bad, bad. As uh, Safwan Ben Malik says in our comment section, Dennis Allen was a bit of a clown, though. Hated him when he was the Raiders' head coach. I, I mean, I hate to, uh, I hate to say that that team was not good, and that team was just flat out not good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how great of a head coach he is, but I mean, do you remember anything about his tenure there? I do not. It was a just a borderline. I'm trying to say this the most judicious way I can. He's not listening. You won't hurt his feelings. It, <laughs> well, I mean, it really hinged on being an XFL roster. I mean, there, there was just nothing there. You looked at it. That, that was Darren. The running backs that led that team that year were Darren McFadden, Latavius Murray, and Maurice Jones-Drew. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot there. That was the year Andre Holmes was the leading receiver on the team. I do remember that. And, and I just I feel like he gets a lot of flack about that. He had no power whatsoever. He wasn't the one picking the players. And he's been handed a pretty cushy spot here with New Orleans. Absolutely. This is a talented roster. And this is a defense that can do anything he wants. And I and I go back to the bringing in Andy Dalton. That screams to me, he's the parachute. Mm-hmm. It, it, whether it's Jameis Winston is not fully recovered, whether it's Jameis Winston reverts back to the turnover factory, or it just is not going the way he wants it to. I have the safest quarterback in the league. He's not going to win me any games. He's not going to lose me many either. 
I don't really think anything's going to happen to Kamara this year. And so what exactly am I supposed to be scared of? They're still leaps and bounds better than Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're still leaps, bounds, moons, mountains, and suns better than the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how far they are behind Tampa Bay. I mean, it's not far. I would agree with you. I don't think it's far. I would agree with you. I mean, you. when we went through our original knee-jerk reaction, you know, uh, after the draft and everything and free agency and we the schedule came out and we picked all the games – Jeremy, you and I both had them either tied or winning outright the division over the over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had them winning the tiebreaker with us because we can't seem to beat them when they're not good. And I feel like this team is just as good as it was when Sean Payton was around. The the stru- to me the structure is still in place. Dennis Allen, I I see this much like the Tampa situation of so the head coach is gone you took the defensive guy made him the head coach and guess what the offensive guys are still in place you saw pete carmichael this call in this offense Mm -hmm. and he was this right hand man of sean payton and was calling plays and all that kind of stuff so what really is going to change is just having sean payton on the sidelines going to be that drastically different no and they 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 built this staff in a way chris richard is on this Mm-hmm. staff as well and there's there's an undervalued part of this bringing in doug marone to coach the offensive line that's a guy that was a head coach in this league for a long time and mm-hmm. i'm not telling you he was a good one he was because not. he wasn't he was awful but in crunch time situations one of the biggest drawbacks of dennis allen was that he was not a great in-game coach and if you remember when we talked about that same thing with todd bowles with your buccaneers one of my problems is you look around the staff and it's all young guys it's all guys that okay i don't have anybody to turn to here there's nobody that's made these decisions that i can lean on i feel like dennis allen has a slew of them and one of them is a guy that's going to be right at his hand in doug marone which will allow pete carmichael to call the plays you have to develop the offense and i just feel like this is it's compartmentalized in a way that you don't often see in the nfl and i think it can work you're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400, and everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. At Ingles, we're all in for summer. Whether you're hitting the trails, hitting the water, or hitting the golf ball, we have everything you need for the perfect picnic, the greatest grill out, and the best beach vacation. We know that the mountains are calling, the open road awaits, and that pool party is ready to rock. So head on over to Ingles and stock up on all the goodies to get you through your summer of freedom. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. You are just dumber than a bag of hammers. You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We got the Daily Draft coming up after the Sports Center at the top of the hour. Jeremy and I will be drafting the best building blocks in the NBA. We'll see if this Daily Draft is going to be as big of a blowout as the last two have been. Because you drug me down a sidewalk on the throwback throwbacks, You just got eviscerated. And then you didn't get a supporter that I I saw. That's not true. I had some (laughs) supporters that looked at my different way of thinking and they understood what I was saying. And then most people called me a mulleted moron. And and that's fine. And then they patted you on the head and went, uh, tank wins. That's it's cute it's cute uh but i do have breaking news oh breaking news well I it's, love it. uh, it's breaking right. news to me who's gonna break the news still hitting okay what is it nascar <laughs> figured out she could drive in the rain <laughs> i've been saying this he, for four years he is so you have headlights on the car you can drive a car in the rain figure it out he is so mesmerized by the truck series that's been on the on the television here in the studio just Wait, it's raining and they're and they're racing? I was like, yeah, well, they've been doing this for like a year now. That'd be like the NBA saying we can't play in the rain. It's covered. You know how to do this. <laughs> Good for you, NASCAR. Uh, actually, the NBA does say they can't play in the rain. Remember when it was raining and le- the roof was leaking at the Mavs facility? It- Stephen Tell said. Stephen Tell said the headlights are stickers. I know. That's the thing I don't understand. There are cars. There are cars with headlights and rain tires. Figure out how to make a race car with headlights and rain tires. Sports Center coming up next. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker, and he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless, but somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the final hour of the week here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. You are in the sportsocracy and we appreciate you listening on 92.9 FM, 880 AM or 1400 out in Haywood County or anywhere around the world on the iHeartRadio app or if you're watching on the YouTube stream. If you're not hooked up with the YouTube stream, just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link, follow it through to YouTube, and subscribe to the channel so you can get in on the chat with us. It is daily draft time. Our new third hour of the program that just started on Tuesday of this week. We're going to do this each and every day where we will draft something. We've done throwback jerseys, which I did not perform well in. Uh, not at all. I, I did not. I, I went Homer pick with number with the number one pick, and it just threw off everything. And then, uh, as the kids say, you caught that smoke. I did. I did. Uh, <clears throat> and then, and I'm and I have to cling on to that because it's the only one that I. That's won true. So that's far. true. Um, because I won the first draft on Tuesday, and then I won yesterday by a large landslide in the biggest busts in the NFL draft in the last 
10 years. I still want to recount. Uh-huh. Uh, we did recount, and you still didn't get a vote. I still want to recount. <laughs> but today we're going to talk NBA building blocks because the, the Brooklyn Nets are upset that there hasn't been a feeding frenzy or a bidding war for Kevin Durant now that he's out on the market. They want, of course, all of the assets for him. And he is a guy that you can build a franchise around. But today, what are the who are the biggest building blocks for a franchise in the NBA? So that's what we're going to be drafting. I won yesterday, so I get the first pick. Are you ready for this? Uh, there's one name I'm really hoping you don't say. Well, you know, <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought. I've thought about it. And I had two names, two names at the top of my list. Mm -hmm. And I have decided that with my number one pick in NBA building blocks, I am going to go with, look, there's just something about international players that they've taken over the NBA. And mine is, I mean, he's 27 years old. He's a two-time MVP of this league. I'm going to go with the one and only Giannis Antetokounmpo. I did not want to hear you say that name <laughs> because that was not. That was not? That was not how I wanted that to that go. That's not how you wanted that to go. Look, Giannis, I probably would not have said this if I had not seen him win an NBA title. But now that the Milwaukee Bucks have won a title with Giannis, now I know the answer to the question. Can he be the best player on a championship team and the answer is unequivocally yes he is just he is he is the greek freak he has lived up to the nickname i know he's not a great shooter but that's not what i'm gonna ask him to do i'm gonna ask him to be the best version of himself that he could possibly be and there was a guy who is the greatest center of all time in nba history and he couldn't shoot worth a lick either and his name was shaquille o'neal so I'm not worried about the fact that he can't shoot. But Giannis, to me, is the best building block in the NBA. Now, I am not thrilled that I didn't get one of my favorites in, in the Greek Freak. However, I do feel like you let the number one pick in this fall just right in my lap. Mm -hmm. So with the second selection in this, I am going to take a 22-year-old point guard that I believe will win many, many things in this league. Luka Doncic. Nice. I know he's won nothing. He also has nothing around him. My biggest fear in this is that he's going to have a career of nothing around him because you have to have a very specific kind of player. Because Luka's game is weird. Mm -hmm. he, he can't defend hardly anybody. He's a good facilitator, not great. But I would also say there is no player in this league that scores more effortlessly than Luka Doncic. And so for me, it was not that hard. Now, the next pick gets hard because there are two guys that I want. Mm -hmm. I don't really think there's any way that either of them are going to come back to me. But there's one that I think there's a chance. Okay. So I'm going to take a player that has also not won anything. Mm -hmm. But I would argue I think he's the best player in the NBA. I 
I'm going to select the MVP, the best player for my 2023 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. See, I was hoping that my setup for Giannis was going to throw you and you, and I was going to get that, no, don't do it, don't do it. I never thought you, you were never taking thought I was any... going to take Nikola Jokic one. I actually thought you were going to take Luka Doncic, and I had already mentally gone, well, whichever one you don't take, I'm, I'm going to. Right. Now, not taking Nikola would possibly have led to me saying obscenities on the air. Mm-hmm. So I chose to not do that. Okay. And now there's one name that I really don't want you to say, and I'm hoping that, that you don't. Well, this guy was number three on my big board, my draft big board. And he has not won anything yet. Notice I said the word yet because he came damn close this past season. And it's Jason Tatum. I know he's a dookie, but he is, I mean, again, still not not a great shooter. He's a good shooter, though. He's a good shooter. He's a serviceable shooter. And he's super dynamic. He's got the hops out of the gym. I... I like Jason. I liked Jason Tatum when he was a Duke. He was my favorite player that came out of that draft. Mm-hmm. I long said the fact that there was any team in this league that would take Markel Fultz over him was most. It was one of the most comically stupid things I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. So that one hurt. That's not the one that I was afraid you were going to snipe it's, me it's on. Not though. the one you wanted. No. Okay. What if I told you that there was a uh, there's a 22 year old point guard out there who. I have just fallen in love with, and I loved him when he was at Murray State, and it's Ja Morant. I think he can be the centerpiece of a championship team. Too early? Jeremy's got that look on his face like, that was a reach. We need a reach button. I love Ja. Uh Uh-huh. I think he is a great human. If you haven't seen the video of him that came out earlier this week where he was in a restaurant, and left a $500 tip for a waitress because she looked at him and said, you're an athlete of some kind. I I don't know who you are. And he said, yeah, I play basketball for the Grizzlies. And she said, oh, so you know that that jaw kid. (laughs) I am that jaw kid. kid. (laughs) I I love him. However, Uh there is part of me that thinks he is going to need a, a very specific kind of player around him and i don't know that he's ever going to be a great winner i think he's a great player and i think he's a great kid Mm -hmm. and and i'm rooting aggressively for him i'm just not sure i would have done that that early it's not bad there's nothing wrong with it but you did just let the guy that i wanted fall right in my lap well good glad this worked out for you uh I didn't have to. Th- I don't have to think about the next one very hard. Okay, it's Joe Embiid. I thought I'm that- not sure that he's not the best player in the NBA, but he's another one that the injuries, which have kind of that's kind of subsided later in the in these later stages of his time in the NBA. He's still very young. I mean, kinda. He hadn't had that many. He hadn't had a real serious injury issue in several years, mm-hmm. and he's still only 28 years old. And there's just not that many bigs in this league. And he's a modern-day big that can play outside. He can mm-hmm. play inside. And, and I, I think he's going to win a lot in this league. 
I really do. I just, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I think, you know, if he were with a smart franchise. Which maybe. I think he is, by the way. You think you like Philadelphia? You mm-hmm. like you 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 like all the things that they're doing, mm-hmm. keeping James. And, and I'll be honest with you, the way they handle him is part of why I think he can be so successful. Everybody says, "Oh, he can't stay healthy," because they look at box scores and go, "Well, he's only played he only played sixty eight games last year." It's not because he's hurt; it's because they literally manage him and have figured out you don't have to play eighty two games. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to play eighty two games, and I think that's going to prolong his career. I would not love taking a 28-year-old player, usually. Well, he did get hurt again in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's had and he still played through it. He did he's play had, through it. But he's had was... dings and he's had little little scrapes and little issues and I don't care. Right. And so much of our talks about Zion Williamson and his, you know, 80 games in his first 3 years or whatever, I have I have felt the same way and I've thought the same way about Joel Embiid as I do about Zion Williamson. Like, if he can be on the court, sure, but he's going to have to prove it to me. And I think over the last four years, he's done that. He's proved that he can stay moderately healthy throughout an NBA season and be one of the best players. Look, I, I we had the discussions throughout the NBA season. I thought Joel Embiid was the MVP. I thought he should have been the MVP over Nikola Jokic. <clears throat> blasphemy. Yeah, I know it's blasphemy to you. Don't you, Don't speak ill of my friend. All right, Joel Embiid is Jeremy's pick. So that gives me a that I have started off in a formidable way. And I feel I feel pretty good. Okay. This is where it gets hard for me. And there are two players that I'm really fixated on. It's just a question of which one could I still get? After the break, we'll tell you who these guys are. You are in the sportocracy. Here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Let me hit you with some good news here. I got on my scale this morning, and it said 219 pounds. I am just going crazy over the PhD weight loss program because the pounds continue to fall off. We've been on this program since just before Thanksgiving, and I have lost over 70 pounds. I walked in at 295. It is absolutely blowing my mind. Tank is quickly approaching light heavyweight status in the UFC, (laughs) and I'm getting to exactly where I want to be. One of my biggest problems was that I couldn't sleep. I had gotten so heavy, sleep apnea was wearing on me and now with the weight that i've lost i'm back to my high school weight and i'm sleeping like a baby and it's thanks to the plan and the food at phd weight loss nutrition is the key to fat loss 80 percent of the work comes from changing your nutrition and phd has the plan myphdweightloss.com phd weight loss is the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans there's a lot of talk about the covid19 vaccines and everyone has an opinion so i went to somebody i already trusted my doctor talk to your doctor or healthcare provider and make the decision that's right for you go to getvaccineanswers.org for the latest information brought to you by the ad council there's a lot of talk about heroes these days hey buddy you want to go fishing the folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. See you later, Dad. 
All the ingredients for family. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years but the same thing applies to cars whether you're looking to buy a car trade in or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust fred anderson nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car they have two on-site managers that work with kelly blue book to give you top dollar for your vehicle you can even have your car appraised instantly at andersonnissan.com stop in and visit them today at 629 brevard road nashville or call them at 828-365-1663 The Sportsocracy. This is Gene Deggeroff, voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy. The daily draft rolls on. Jeremy and I pitting our wits against each other to try to build the best draft class we possibly can each and every afternoon here on ESPN. Asheville and today's daily draft is all about the best building blocks for a franchise in the NBA. So far, through three picks, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo, I have Ja Morant, and Jason Tatum. Which is very good. It's very formidable. Jeremy, on the other hand, has Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. I struggled with this one, and I finally had to break it down to which one of these two guys is by no means getting back to me. It's a guy I've already seen play in the finals. Very well could have just a stacked team a week from now. It's Devin Booker. Devin Booker. I love guys that can shoot, especially when they're this young and have already had this much success in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. That hurts a little bit. He was next on my uh, on my big board. And this not this next one's tough for me cuz I have so many guys that I put like in the same category of you're not you're not an elite building block. But I could do something with you. There's still an elite one to me. There's still one elite There's one. There's still an elite one. If you hit it, you will know because I'm going to react in kind. <laughs> um, I'm torn between two players here, and I have back-to-back picks. I was so about I to could... say, you should not be torn between two players. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, like I said, there are several on my board that I would really like to you know, throw a bone to. Ah, screw it. I'm going to take them both. Uh, they're both point guards. They both po- play in the same division, and I ju- I'm just in love with both of their games. As as uh, you know, astronomically different as I believe that they they both are. I know exactly who you're about to take. You you do because I talk about these guys all the time. One of them plays in Charlotte, and the other one plays in Atlanta. It's Trey Young and Lamelo Ball. I honestly believe that LaMelo Ball 
can be the best player, the facilitator on a championship team. Will he ever see it in Charlotte? I doubt it. Will they ever be able to put pieces around him to be able to capitalize on that? I don't think so. In fact, I think at this point, I'm I'm more on what Atlanta has done with bringing in Deontay Murray to be the sidekick slash alternate ball handler with Trey Young. I, I'm starting to like that team better than what we have in Charlotte. But I still believe both of these guys are great building blocks. They're super young, and like I said, they're super talented. LaMelo's not the shooter that Trey is, but Trey wishes he could pass the way LaMelo does and see the floor the way LaMelo does. So those are those are my last two picks. And you did not wind up with the player I was talking about. You did not. I did not. Mm-mm. Okay. And I should have known. I should have had less animus about my last pick because I should have known that's what you were going to do. This one's going to sound a little strange to people because he's never really won much. And this might be a little bit of a futures projection because he's a little older than the majority of players we've taken here. Okay. It's Donovan Mitchell. He was on my list. I absolutely love him. And I think he's going to... Utah is dead set that they're going to build around him. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I don't really care whether it's in Utah or somewhere else. Utah has so many first-round picks now that they can borderline do anything they want to. They, I could argue the Rudy Gobert trade is the worst trade I've ever seen a team make in modern sports, at least since I've been in the four years I've been doing this. Because you just don't give up that many picks for a player, and I don't really think it affects Utah that much. Now you have the building block player that people are going to want to play with. Now it's just getting them to Utah or shipping him out. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel really good about my chances. I think, uh, I think we both did pretty well uh, on this one. Uh, You know, obviously I like my team better than yours. You like your team better than mine. We always do. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so I've got, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Ja Morant, Trey Young, LaMelo Ball. Jeremy's got Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, and Joel Embiid in no specific order. And now we come to the most tenuous part of these drafts. Ah, the undrafted free agent moment. I really have a player I want, uh-huh. and I think there's virtually no shot that it's going to be who you say right here. Um, well, if it's if it's one specific player that's in my mind, I'm going to say you're right because there's no chance that I would build a franchise around him. But let's wait and see. So this is uh, the new thing that we started yesterday. After the draft is over, we both get an undrafted free agent, but the trick is we have to say it at the same time so countdown are you ready three two one jimmy anthony butler w- <laughs> anthony edwards i feel good about that jimmy butler really he's an older guy yeah he d- he doesn't strike me as a if i'm building a franchise right now i want a 32 33 32 year old guard I also think his game 
ages really well. Okay. Because he's, I think he has a second act, and I'm sure somebody will ask, well, why no St- uh, Stephen Curry? Why no Kevin Durant? Because they're 34 years old. Right, I'm not building a franchise around these guys who are going to be gone in a couple of years. And I don't necessarily think, jump shooters don't tend to age well. They just don't. Mm-hmm. And, and Jimmy Butler's not that. That's why among older players, he would have been my, I can't say number one, but with a spot like that he'd he have been was, close he was the best player left on the board yeah he'd have been close i mean if we were you know if we were doing great you know greatest all-around players in the nba or something like that jimmy would have been on my list but i didn't even have guys that were over the age of 28 on my list i thought for sure you were gonna go with zion williamson i seriously considered it i really <laughs> did you guys, I just I, mean, I can't trust the injuries. Right, I am so Seacrest out on him. I, I I'm don't. not at all. I know. I'm just it, for me, it's a mixture of things with Zion. One, I don't trust New Orleans. I, I trust knowing things about the Clintons more than I trust the, the New Orleans <laughs> Pelicans front office. I, I just and now he's locked into there, and you got the weight issues, which kind of tells me that the the latter stage of his career is not going to be great. And I just don't know what's going to be around him. Mm-hmm. But I have no aversion to him. If I'd had another pick, that's who it would have been. Yeah. Anthony Edwards uh, is my UDFA for this one, my undrafted free agent. And uh, in the comment section, Eric Miller says, Scotty Barnes is better than uh, Ant. You agree? No. I agreed very lightly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the Florida State guy in you. No. That's just a – Scotty Barnes is the kind of player that people are going to want to play with. Scotty Barnes cares zero about getting his own shot. Mm-hmm. He involves everyone. It just it comes back to the Toronto thing. They have been able to get talent. The problem is that they've never been able to keep talent. Mm-hmm. And you, nobody ever turns down the the rookie extension. It also makes me nervous that he's been floated to Brooklyn. I love Scotty Barnes. Did when he came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Florida State because I, and I told you back then players are going to want to play with this kid yeah absolutely. because he's a power forward that plays like a point guard I love him but Anthony Edwards is so electric you are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM 880 AM and 1400 follow us on all the social medias Jeremy will put the graphic out of our uh, results from today's daily draft you'll be able to vote on whose team you like best and uh, the overall winner It's going to get the first pick in Monday's Daily Draft. And who knows what the subject's going to be. I can tell you this. It will be about football. When we come back, don't do crimes. Plus, we'll continue to talk NFL teams leading up to training camp. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. 
I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. ESPN Asheville, the sportsocracy. It's time to talk crimes. Which are those? Those are those things that you just don't do. Don't do crimes. Just don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. So today's stupid criminal story comes to us uh, from, well, I'm pulling this from NJ.com. So uh, up in New Jersey, a man wearing a gas mask and a GoPro camera twice failed to scale the teller counter at a bank in Mercer County on Wednesday before riding off on a motorcycle, authorities said. The man walked into the TD Bank on State Road in Princeton at about 3.20 p.m. and approached the unoccupied teller counter, Princeton police said on Thursday. Seeing no employee, the man tried to jump over the counter but wasn't able to. After the would-be robber tried and failed again, he left the bank fled toward Princeton Avenue. Police described the man, blah, 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 and he got no monies. So you get geared up to rob a bank. You wear a gas mask so nobody can see your face. You're wearing a GoPro camera, I guess. Are you going to post it on TikTok? Uh, why does it not shock me that now criminals are recording their crimes? It's It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know how we can have a crime segment in every show? Because there's a stupid criminal born every single day. And there was no teller behind the counter, so he thought, hey, it's just free money. But he couldn't climb over the counter. What was this guy, 80 years old? I would say he was probably a hefty feller. Jeez. Don't do crimes. That's crimes, people. I mean, just going into a bank wearing a mask is a crime i believe at least it is in this state oh it was before 2020 and then they forced <laughs> you to put on a mask well, to go is, into a bank that is very true that never stopped being unsettling to it me. did not a long line of customers in a taco bell were a little perturbed because they got stuck behind a ford f-250 that just wouldn't move hmm. to the point of the people working in the taco bell drive-through Called police because they thought the man could be dead. Instead, they found a man intoxicated at the wheel, sleeping off a series of THC edibles. Ah, uh, do it every time, I guess. Along with three pistols that were inside his vehicle. Now, here's the problem with this. It happened in, this is a story from Texas, mm -hmm. and the man, when he came to, gave them his identification it was chicago bears wide receiver david moore uh, this has not been a great off season for the chicago bears no. because they just keep having players getting arrested you also got caught with illegal firearms which is not good mm -mm. he was released on five thousand dollars bond and allegedly the chicago bears have had a zoom meeting to say hey could you stop getting arrested that'd be sweet <laughs> We're running well, low a, on players. They had a Zoom meeting with the entire team? I made that part of it. Oh, okay. It would be really funny if they did. I think Mitch Kupchak needs to do that with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, but we have breaking news. This is actual breaking news that you can hit your stupid button for. Oh, okay. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? 
Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard has signed a two-year, $122 million extension. Oh, my gosh. He now makes a whole mess of the monies. $61 million a year. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. That's a lot. I mean, it's the NBA, so who cares? Right. Hey, this is the most you can make. Okay, sign here. Press hard two copies. Right. $61 million. I'm okay with that. I mean, Dame's a great player, Mm -hmm. and he, you know, sure. But the Portland Trailblazers going going all in on building around Damian Lillard. I just can't wait to watch uh, Blazers games next year and watch Damian Lillard pass to himself. And Yusuf Nurkic, who they just gave a billion dollars to. And Anthony Simons, who they gave a billion dollars to. That has got to be the worst nucleus of a team that makes a quarter of a billion dollars in NBA history. It's Dame Lillard and... (laughs) Training camps right around the corner in the NFL. I know everybody's uh, really, you know, tied into the... or keyed into the to the summer league in the NBA. Right oh yeah. Now, but Paolo Bencaro going up against Jabari Smith. Woo. Uh, but yes, the NFL training camps going to start up here pretty soon. And, uh, we'll continue our pre training camp previews. We talked about the NFC in the, in the last hour. So let's talk about an AFC team here. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts were, they're exactly what you said they were last year. Mm-hmm. They were a team that you knew was better than their record mm-hmm. that should have made the playoffs and maybe would have had they gotten a couple of breaks in the schedule. Now in the off season, they no longer have Carson Wentz. He's gone. Got traded to the Washington uh, – ooh, I almost did it. Yeah. The Washington Commanders. And they got Matty Ice from the Atlanta Falcons. Now, my big problem with the Indianapolis Colts still stems with their weapons. I'm not sold on the wide receivers. Obviously, they have the best young running back in the NFL. But the receivers are a problem. I like Michael Pittman, but I don't believe Michael Pittman's a one. Uh, He absolutely is. No doubt, unequivocally, he is a top 12 receiver in this league. And he is a no doubt number one receiver. I just, I just don't see it. Uh, you can not see it all you want to. Yeah, you just said he's not a number one, which means he's not a top thirty-two receiver in this league. That may be the most laughably stupid thing <laughs> I think you've ever said. Just out of, uh, just because I'm curious, because you didn't say that to me before the show, because I would have laughed at you if you had. I'm going to use a tangible metric here. Mm-hmm currently the 32nd receiver drafted in fantasy football drafts is jerry judy Mm -hmm. yeah i think michael pittman's a little better than him a little bit uh 31 is hunter renfro Mm -hmm. a little better by saying he's not a one you know what i mean he's not a legit like elite number one wide receiver every team would have how many receivers in this league would you take over 16, 17, maybe. I Would you know. take DJ Moore over him? 
If you say close. yes, I'm going to tell you you're it's, out of your it's glory. Close. Okay, so DJ Moore would be 14 right now for me. Okay. Uh, among receivers in this league. Okay. Because it's really hard for me to put a player that's the second best receiver on their own team. So that kind of pushes T. Higgins down. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about DJ Moore for a second. I was like, uh, who's number no, one? No, 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 no. Uh, Unless you're rankings. counting Christian McCaffrey at his healthiest here, uh, they, you're wrong. Yeah, the uh, uh, to me, Michael Pittman's one of the best young receivers in this league. Now, the question is, what are you going to get from Alec, Alec Pierce that you took in the second round? Mm -hmm. Was a or in the third round? Excuse me. Who was a player that I valued to be one of the safest receivers in this class? I just didn't see a ton of upside. He's very physically gifted, tall, fast, good hands, high point the ball. I think he can be a fine two. The most important part is, are we finally going to have a season where Paris Campbell's healthy? Mm -hmm. If he is, I have no qualms with the weapons. Okay. And I just look at the improvement of Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. I feel like the weapons are fine. I mean, they're nothing to write home about. I, nobody's going to put them in a top 10 of most dynamic offenses. But you got to understand what they've gotten out of the quarterback position in the last handful of years, mm -hmm. whether it was Jacoby Brissett, whether it was Phillip Rivers, whether it was Carson Wentz. How many yards do you think Carson Wentz averaged per game last year? This is one of the most mind-boggling stats I think I've ever seen. 240? You're 30 yards too high. Really? He didn't break 210. Really? Matt Ryan being clinically alive is going to be an improvement over that. Mm -hmm. Carson didn't turn the ball over much last year, at least through the air. The problem is that they were horribly untimely. He turned it over at the worst possible time. And now I look at this, the, the defense is good. Mm -hmm. And I think the defense may be really, really, really good. They have one of my favorite defensive linemen in the league. They have one of my favorite linebackers in the league. And I think the back half is improved and good enough. I'm not jumping up and down about it, but I love this front seven. Mm -hmm. So I could see a path that you're going to lean so much on the running game and Matt Ryan just being a smart veteran quarterback. I'm not overly worried about it. Receiver is one of those things that people lose their minds about. And I don't know if it's the fantasy footballification of our consumption of the NFL. It matters so unbelievably little that unless you're one of these just super prolific, high-flying offenses, you have to have three competent guys. You have to have a tight end that is competent mm -hmm. and one guy that scares a, a defense. Well, they have that. They have that. I, I mean, I would I like you to have Miami's weapons? Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not really going to change my opinion of you. It doesn't change that I like-ish your coach i like your quarterback i like your defense i like your schedule mm -hmm. so I, I mean we've and we've got a lot of a lot of colts comments over the the lead up to the season of why can they not get any more respect it's what i just said that people look at this team and go there's nobody i can draft on my fantasy football team outside of jonathan taylor and michael Pittman. so that means they have to not be good to me they're clearly the best team in this division I would agree with that. And I think Tennessee's a playoff team. So it's not like I'm shading Tennessee. I just, a lot of the ills you had last year, 
you have fixed. And now I look at the fact you're going to be hard to run on and you're going to be hard to stop from running. Mm -hmm. Those are two things that really lean on winning football. When you're the best rushing team in the league, and I could argue you're a top five against the run team, that's hard to beat. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to be the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or anything like that. Right. They're going to grind teams out, and they're going to win ugly. I mean, Matt Ryan made uh, made you know made Russell Gage look good at times. Exactly. So can he do that with uh, Mike Strahan? Yeah, sure. And and uh, Jelani Woods is a player we haven't talked about either, because he will be one of the best mismatch players in this league. Problem is, he's not a great blocker. But how much time will he see on the field? A lot. Really? A lot. Okay. A lot. I'm telling you right now, it's more than you think. Because they just paid Mo Alley Cox. I don't care. And I know, I, you know, I know that they're very high on the kid that they took last year. I can't remember his name. Off the top of my yeah, head, I, I can't I, either. I can't. Uh, let me see. Kylan Granson. Yeah, Kylan Granson's not blocking anybody off. I was just telling you, Jelani Woods is one of the best mismatches that I've seen come out of college football in the last handful of years. And so now you just – all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use your example of Russell Gage. Okay. What does Russell Gage do really, really well? There's nothing. I mean, he's, he's got he's good He's a hands. decent enough route runner. He's, a, he's got decent enough hands, and he's got decent speed. Mm-hmm. The, the what made him the player he was is that Matt Ryan gets the best out of receivers he always has and now you're putting it he stays in a dome you're not playing a tremendous number of good defenses and you have a supporting cast that he hasn't had around him in six years it is borderline impossible for me to see how this team is not drastically better than they were last year and if it wasn't for an absolute piddle in your pants week 17 against the jacksonville jaguars you'd have made the playoffs last year yeah they would have with the broken toy carson wentz playing quarterback mm -hmm. i'm interested to see what yannick and is going to look like on this team is he going to kind of re-emerge as a legitimate pass rushing threat with this team and i don't really see any way around that he won't I, and I think he will, too. I wish they had done a little more. There were a lot of pass rushers out there, and I fully believed they were going to go get one. Mm -hmm. I, now, I'm glad you didn't overpay somebody like Randy Gregory that we talked about yesterday. Right. And that's a bit of a lottery ticket. You're you're hinging a lot of things on a guy that I've seen be really good mm -hmm. and I've seen be largely irrelevant. So, like I said, lottery ticket. And what's left of Stefan Gilmore? That's what I like. I mean, I think he's fine. I, I do, too. He was never a physically imposing corner. It's not like he was the fastest player. He's just so skilled. Mm -hmm. And I think having him as your one, I mean, just look at the teams in that division. They all have a guy that you have to deal with. Well, Stephon Gilmore can deal with that one guy. I don't care if it is Brandon Cooks. Right. He's so good with his hands. His feet are so disciplined. You're not going to beat him. If you do beat him, you're not going to do it regularly. And that was something that they missed. And I, I love Kenny Moore, but I love Kenny Moore drastically more as a two than I ever did as a one. Mm -hmm. He had great games. There was also some tape that you went, mm, I don't know how much I love you on a on a true one. Right. Like what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. 
and now you've got a Stephon Gilmore to deal with that. I just I think they did a great job in the offseason, got a lot of benefits from the schedule. If I had to bet on a team to make the playoffs, and that was all. Like I'm just betting that you are going to get one of the seven berths in the the playoffs. Indianapolis is probably my favorite bet. Mixed with the number you get. Okay. And how likely they are to make the playoffs. I can't see them winning less than 10 games. No. And I, that's I, if things go horribly. Right. The, the schedule lays out that they could win 13 games. If everything. They could be the ones. They could do the same thing this year that Tennessee Titans did last year. Exactly. Nobody with an IQ above salad dressing thinks the Tennessee Titans were the best team in the NFL last year. No. But you got four guaranteed wins that nobody else in this conference gets. You could do the exact same thing. And I could argue that they're going to catch at least five because I think they'll beat the Titans at least once. I agree with that. So now you're, we don't have to do much to be in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Take a quick break. Be back to wrap it up for the week. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC auto detailing they have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor you don't believe me check them out on instagram all that filth and years of stains disappear wnc auto detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction and they do wax and ceramic coatings call wnc auto detailing at 455-3700 premium care with a southern hospitality touch at Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Dirty, perky, shark, and back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Shark, back flat, let the hate flow through you. Deshaun Watson has been the story of the offseason between possible payouts, trials, his attorney, whatever the case may be with all of the things he has done. Somehow, the owner and CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment doesn't seem to be getting the same treatment. Even though his acts have been, I could argue, worse, if at the very least, every bit is bad. Today, a report has come out from the Wall Street Journal that Vince McMahon has paid $12 million to four women to quiet sexual misconduct allegations. Now, this is the same guy that went through the steroid trials in the 90s, has done just a slew of things over his time as the head of World Wrestling Entertainment with very little consequence. And I understand that you own this company. Well, you're not a privately owned company anymore. You have shareholders. And my hope is that the Wall Street Journal is pretty good about not putting out things that they don't have dead to rights with information. And my hope is by the time we reconvene on Monday, Vince McMahon will be a steroided, loud-mouthed thing of the past. I'm mad. 
You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. You know, I I, I can't say I'm shocked. I the sto- I'm the article is one of the most damning things I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Allegedly paid seven and a half million dollars to a former female wrestler who he coerced into a sexual relationship, demoted her, and then decided to not renew her contract in 05 when she resisted further advances. That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever read in my life. Mm -hmm. And yet it just slides right through the news cycle. I get it. It's not the NFL. I I understand that. That's kind of where I was at. I understand that. that. And and I I think part of it is that people kind of expected that kind of behavior out of Vince McMahon. And that's what bothers me. And nobody expected it out of Deshaun. Well, and that's what, I guess that's what bothers me is this is one of the, it's one of the grossest stories you'll ever hear, but at the same time, it's one of the least surprising. Mm -hmm. I feel like you look at this guy and go, you're a skeevy guy. Mm-hmm. There are two. There's been too much smoke in too many different scenarios, and to allow this to continue is just disgusting. Yeah. And now, when the XFL thing happened, if you remember, he turned this into a privately traded company. So now they're shareholders. That's something he's never had to deal with before. And my hope is now his stupid decision to relaunch the XFL will be what ultimately takes his company away from him. Right. Hopefully so. And, you know, I, I mean, I was a fan of the WWE during the whole bra and panties uh, era. Which if you didn't I, know that I was that about was to say, which if you look at that, yeah. you should go, who was writing all of this? It was Vince. Ah, uh, aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and I was, a, I, I watched in that time too. I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. And then you just look at all the vehement denials. And if you remember the interview that he did with Bob Costas, where you thought he was going to slap him. You're just a you're this smug guy that thinks no one can touch you yep. because you're the owner of Daddy's Wrestling Company. <laughs> and I frankly, I hope this is the last time I ever have to say his name out loud. Yeah. You're a disgusting human being. Say it again. Disgusting human being. No, I was gonna say I'm mad. I'm mad. There you go. Oh, I thought you were saying say Daddy's <laughs> Wrestling Company again. <laughs> That was a good one, too. Um, NBA news coming out today. Damian Lillard getting the two-year, $122 million contract with the Portland Trailblazers. So that's Dame time will continue up there in uh, the Pacific Northwest. And James Harden taking a $15 million pay cut to stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. I got to give you I got to give James Harden credit. That's putting your money where your mouth is. It's the first selfless thing I think he's ever done. And I could argue this is the first time he should have. Okay. I could argue this is the first time he should have. The Houston Rockets made a deal for him, made him the the, the centerpiece of the the franchise and what did they ever put around him? Mhm. Carmelo Anthony. Woo. <laughs> Chris Paul. Woo. Russell Westbrook. Woo. And then you go to Brooklyn and their their reward is, hey, uh, we brought you in and now you have to deal with flat earther Kyrie Irving and uh, that same guy that drove you crazy in Oklahoma City. Right. Oh, this will be great. Yeah. We'll have more pre-training camp coverage of NFL teams. Eventually, we're going to get to the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers two of the most popular teams in the history of the NFL. We'll be covering those, I'm sure, on Monday, depending on the news cycle. 
breaking news is always fun, especially in these dog days. I just and and frankly, since we've got about a minute here before uh, we wrap a, a bow on this for the weekend, I just want to say thank you to everybody for the the support. And uh, this has been a aggressive week moving into a three hour show from a two hour. I know that sounds like a very basic thing. There's a lot that goes into that. And the fact that, that you uh, wonderful people that have been so nice and, and interacted with things on social media, it's just really refreshing and has made this a much more pleasant week uh, than it could have otherwise been with all of the pandelirium that has happened around here. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Don't forget to like us, share us, follow us on all the social medias, vote on today's daily draft. The best building blocks for an NBA franchise. Uh, Our question of the day winner. We'll post a winner out on on Facebook. We're right up against it, but we'll have one of those for you in just a few minutes. And we will see you back here at 3 on Monday afternoon.